0: On this episode of Leadership Lessons in Health System Pharmacy, you will hear from Mr. Dan Like, Chief Administrative Officer, Ambulatory Services at The Ohio State University, as we discuss strategies for ambulatory care pharmacy leaders. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Leadership Lessons in Health System Pharmacy. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Weber, Chief Pharmacy Officer and Administrator of Pharmacy Services at The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. Powered by The Ohio State University Lashley Leadership Program, this show is designed to keep current and aspiring health system pharmacy leaders up to date with issues, trends, and best practices affecting our profession. You can learn more about The Lashley Leadership Program and The Ohio State University's College of Pharmacy MS in Health System Pharmacy Administration and Leadership by visiting go.osu.edu forward slash pharmacy leadership. That's go.osu.edu forward slash pharmacy leadership. Dan Like began at the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center in 2000 in the Quality and Operations Improvement Department where he helped to develop the Wexner Medical Center's first set of balanced scorecards. He was soon promoted to business manager of information technology, and then subsequently to the director of strategic planning and business development, where he helped lead the development of the medical center's first strategic planning process. In 2008, Dan was named executive director of ambulatory services, the position he currently holds today. Dan's responsibilities include overseeing the implementation of the Ambulatory Care Strategic Plan and help to form a new ambulatory services business unit. Dan leads the operations and further growth and development of Ohio State's ambulatory services that has significantly grown to include 2,000 employees, 250 clinics, and outpatient services that generate more than 2 million outpatient visits per year. Dan is a graduate of Miami University with a, with a degree in business and a Master of Health Administration degree from The Ohio State University. So I'm really, really happy to have Dan like Executive Director of Ambulatory Services at Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center on today. Dan, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Bob. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, it's really great to have you. I was really very lucky to get you, actually, because I, I know how busy you are. I know that Ohio State's uh, building a lot of buildings, and you know, doing a lot of things in the ambulatory space. And for you to take, you know, twenty-five or thirty minutes out of your day to talk to our audience is really helpful, and I really appreciate it. My pleasure, man. So, so you're in a, a the the key leadership role uh, within the medical center uh, around ambulatory services. But maybe you can give the the audience just a brief uh, description of your career path. From where you started to to sort of where you are today.
1: Yeah, sure, Bob. I actually celebrated my twentieth year at a oh, date wow. um, back in November. So, somewhat in the middle of the pandemic. Um, Didn't get my 20th years of service uh, (laughs) um, celebration along with all of my other wonderful colleagues here at Ohio State, but I'm sure we'll celebrate hopefully in the near future. Yeah. Started back in uh, November of 2000 in uh, the Department of Quality and Operations Improvement. I was uh, what was called a business performance officer, and it was coming off of the heels of a very uh, difficult year at at the medical center um, from a financial standpoint and they really invested into this program to to develop um, key metrics in the organization that we could really track on a on a routine basis and then we were assigned to key areas across the medical center to improve um you know operational performance so you know that's that's where i started um I, uh, previous to that, I was actually a licensed nursing home administrator. So I had operational experience, but this role here at the medical center was very different. And then over my career, I've just held different, been so fortunate to grow with the medical center and the university. Um, I've, I've um, been in the department of information technology. Uh, I was then um, asked to come back to work uh, for the chief strategy officer who actually originally hired me. And, and help run and really grow the department of strategic planning mm. um, and the management engineering group. Um, and I had, had done that for several years. And one of the, the couple of key things during that time that we did was the first medical center-wide strategic planning effort that spanned all mission areas, you know, research and education and patient care. Historically, the planning department at the medical center, when I first started, just focused on patient care. So there was planning that focused on just really hospital uh, planning, and uh, so that was that was its, our first, you know, medical center-wide um, strategic plan. And a component of that was the ambulatory strategic plan, and so it was the first uh, medical center ambulatory strategic plan. And um, what was you know interesting about that is is we came up with a really um, a solid plan, but there was no structure, uh, organizational structure to implement the ambulatory strategic mm-hmm. plan because there was no there was no unit. there was right, no right. of ambulatory care, you know fifteen years ago, um, you know, here at the the medical center. So um you know, fast forward. I, I, you know, was was asked at the time, wasn't really even looking um, at that time um, to move from strategic planning, but uh, was approached, you know, saying the end, you know, the plan, you have operational experience. Um, you know, what if, what if I, the you uh, to help um, lead the implementation of the strategic plan and create an, a business unit of ambulatory services and evolve it over time? So you know, that was in 2008, you know, and, 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 you know, 13
0: years after that. Wow. That's amazing. So it kind of leads to the second question is, is what did ambulatory services look like at Ohio state then? And I guess fast forward briefly, what does it look like now?
1: Yeah. So, you know, back then when, uh, Back in about two thousand, I'd say six, I think, is when we did the, the ambulatory first ambulatory strategic plan. Um, it was very fragmented. So our physician practice group was not a unified physician practice group mm-hmm. today. Wow. They were all separate limited liability companies affiliated, you know, with uh, the medical center. Um, but weren't unified, you know, like they are today under Ohio State University physicians. So the faculty members were not employees of Ohio State. Um, they, they, many of them had an academic appointment and, um, through the College of Medicine and through their respective department, but um, majority of their paycheck, their clinical paycheck, came through their, their practice plan. And so you know, because of that, what you had was a bunch of practices, and some being more ambulatory than inpatient, so your um, you know your primary care, some of your specialties, um, like dermatology, certainly on the out, uh, on the specialization side, like ophthalmology, you know large ambulatory components, if not exclusively, ambulatory components to their their service you know, really went out and leased space or even bought um, property and created their own clinics around uh, Columbus. And we did have some services on campus um, in a building that's, you know, no longer there. It's actually, um, you know, the the James Cancer Hospital, Mm -hmm. the place of where it used to be. We had a large ambulatory clinic on campus where some of these services, you know, were, were within uh, the medical center campus, but, you know, really off the main campus, they were all like in, in lease spaces and a few owned spaces, you know, again, affiliated with the medical center, but not part of it. So what you had was a very inconsistent Brand. I mean, some of them weren't even called, you know, Ohio State. You didn't feel like when you were going in at this, you know, not only the design not really signify it was part of Ohio State, Um, you know, the colors, you know, lack of uniforms of the staff, anything like that. And the whole processes from, you know, making an appointment to registration to follow up care was all very different, you know, back then, just because. You know it was all local kind of ownership and control strategy that was very decentralized down into these different LLCs.
0: And then uh, <clears throat> so then you know obviously today it's it's different. We have a physician practice plan, and it seems like when you go to an Ohio State ambulatory site, they're all named the same, significant, you know, I mean, the the basically the same naming. Uh, so you've got more of a cohesive group, right, and a more and an ambulatory strategy. Obviously, that's like 20 years old. But would you say that uh, the change has been one of sort of um, not centralization, but consolidation as well as just more unifying the culture, too, of the ambulatory
1: care yeah, group? Yeah, no, no question. I mean, really, um, our, our strategic plan spanned you know five main goal areas and you know one was you know talent culture another one was you know expansion but mm-hmm. you said bob part of that expansion was um you know uh relocation co-location you know of like services um there was an investment or reinvestment into existing you know locations and services you know, real focus, then another goal area was on, you know, patient experience and really looking at that patient's journey and how they get into our system into yeah. ambulatory care at the front end and go through the process and come out, you know, of that of that process. And, and and you know, and then another area was really, you know, where do we have opportunities to partner? You know, to establish, you know, community partnerships and be more outward facing in terms of how can we engage the different communities? And, you know, the communities could range from, um, you know, school systems, you know, employers to the local governments, to other association, you know, faith-based groups, et cetera. Um, So, you know, the the strategy was very comprehensive, but I mean, we were really starting from, (laughs) From you know uh, a very fragmented um, beginning, and yeah, now we have all of our physicians. You know, um, about you know ninety-eight percent of them are employed by Ohio State. You know, we do have mm-hmm. community practice uh, group. Um, as part of OSUP, but OSUP, which is our our Ohio State University Physicians Group is now a unified, you know, practice plan and has a corporate structure and that corporate structure provides a lot of the backbone and the administrative services of of billing and coding and compliance and practice analytics a combined now with the health system a patient contact center where we've centralized um, all of our patient scheduling into our patient contact center. You know, we have a pre-registration group. Um, you know, we partner with IT on on digital technologies and how we can continue to advance um, telehealth you know, my, our, our, my chart, which is our electronic portal for patients, how, how we can maximize that and really utilize that not only to interact with the care team, but to actually make appointments, you know, um, you know, just like if you, if you get a a reservation for a restaurant can't you make an appointment, you know, with a care provider. So, you know, we still have, um, some ways to go. We have some groups that offer, you know, online scheduling. You don't have to be an established patient. You can right. speak directly with them. And then we do have direct scheduling, which is, you know, through through my chart, you know, where you can go in and schedule. But so, you know, today it's very different. As you say, I think we have, you know, not only myself, you know, as as the administrative leader of ambulatory care, the, our first medical director, you know, that was, you know, hired shortly after me. Um, Dr. Eric Forrest, who, which is which is great because he holds actually two titles. He's the president of our Ohio State University Physicians or our employed physician practice group, and because so much of the employees of OSU Physicians are ambulatory in nature, he actually holds the title of medical director of ambulatory care as well. So you know we're we're you know partners in crime and all that I've described. And, you know, since then, obviously, we've built up a lot of other capability, including working with nursing and having a, a, you know, an associate chief nurse and a lot of other areas, including, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that, specifically, you know, pharmacy, you know, I mean, pharmacy, um, what it is today versus,
0: you know. Yeah, what it was. Yeah, which is interesting. So it's like the pharmacy enterprise. So when I came here to Ohio State, as you know, we were a bunch of, we were just a bunch of business units and and the ambulatory group was just starting at the time. And now we're a unified group where we've got unified structures. So very similar growth, the very similar trajectory that you've taken, we've taken. And I guess that's kind of how healthcare's been progressing over the years. So that that is really a great uh, description of sort of where we've come in the ambulatory space. Now let's talk about the pharmacy uh, department. And, you know, obviously the pharmacy department many people think of the pharmacy department as just retail pharmacy prescriptions when it comes to ambulatory care but I think what you've supported Dan and I want to explore a little bit is kind of the, the role of the pharmacist within ambulatory clinics and sort of what you see that we you know how how you've seen that as a success and how have you how have you seen that in terms of its success in not only in growing ambulatory care but improving patient care
1: well, you know, I will tell you, I think like, like you said, Bob, I think not only was um, pharmacy, I think, similar in terms of decentralized, it was, it was like the entire medical center was very hospital centric.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, there, there was really no, uh, very little um, interaction uh, between pharmacy in ambulatory care, you know, back right. in the beginning where I was describing and can contrast that to what it looks like today. I mean, it's just night and day. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there's different, um, you know, levels certainly of, of pharmacy in, involvement. And, you know, I'll say, you know, what's so different now versus then was pharmacy is so much a part of the, of the care team. You know, at the local level, at the physical level, and how we have so many pharmacists that are, you know, um, treating pharmacists part of the care team, whether it be within our primary care uh, groups of, of family and community medicine or general internal medicine, or our vast number of specialties. You know, they are embedded into our clinics as part of the care team. And um, you know, have their you know panel of patients or share patients, of course, right. with with um, um, you know our our physicians and our advanced practice providers, and you know that how that has grown and continues to grow. Um, You know, year over year, you know, has been remarkable. And I mean, there's just no question that the the care that we're providing patients because of the inclusion of of pharmacists, you know, at, at the point of care in the ambulatory environment has improved health of, you know, you know thousands upon thousands of, of people you know we in ambulatory now we have over 2 million visits a a year 2 million wow over 2 million you know visits a year so i mean you you compare that to inpatient admissions i mean it's it's 25 times the oh, of geez. of touch points i mean you know inpatient admissions obviously there's a tremendous amount of value and um, you know intensity of of care that's provided but think about the amount of opportunities we have in ambulatory to make a difference in somebody's lives when you're, when you're touching 2 million plus encounters a year. And so, I mean, getting the pharmacist out in, in kind of more of a prevention uh, mode and investing, again, our growth in our primary care Um, is is very important, um, you know, to our success that we've had to date and our future success. And same thing, again, a lot of uh, different specialties, um, you know, follow up, um, certainly care. And then acute management of a lot of our chronic conditions. But, you know, the other, you know, level of of pharmacy too is, you know, back in 2006, we never even had a surgery center off of our main campus. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, You know, our first
1: ambulatory center had an ambulatory surgery center that was, you know, largely focused on ophthalmology and, and ENT, and it's in our eye and ear institute, and it has other services in it as well. But, you know, pharmacy became very much a part, you know, of that of course, um, because of, of, you know, what's, what's required, um, from anesthesia to the, the medications, um, that, you know, are provided, um, once under the, the care of the surgery center team. And so, you know, we in, embedded, of course, pharmacy and pharmacist as part of that surgical center team back in, I, you know, that opened in, uh, 2009, uh, summer 2009, the Ioneer Institute opened. So that's been open 12 years. And since that time, we've opened a second surgery center, center at the Jamison Crane. So that team has expanded um, to our sports medicine surgery center. And then, you know, coming up here in uh, Two months, we'll open up our third um, surgery center at uh, New Albany, and then the following year in Dublin. So you know that team, and then the importance of that team, you know, has continued to to grow and grow. Yeah, um, you know the the other area within ambulatory care outside of the James is you know the really the growth of our infusion uh, therapy. So our non-oncology infusion services, and so you know we now have. Um, we have a location at Morehouse on you know main campus. We have location at Hilliard you know, on the west side. We have a location on the east side. Our new suburban locations in New Albany and Dublin will also have an in, infusion services. Um, we had a weekend infusion at East Hospital just in this past year. So that infusion team um, you know, is really um, pharmacy. Um, you know, I mean, co-led. I mean, the role in yeah. oh, yeah. that is um, is is exceptional. It's 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 really at the you know the in the driver's seat of. Oh yes, absolutely. Of, of what we've done there and um, remarkable uh, growth. Um, you know, in that space, and um, I, I can just tell you, being chair of the provider-based department oversight committee, being a part. 340B, you know, drug discount, our oversight uh, committee, um, the, the caliber of the pharmacist, whether it's clinical pharmacists, whether it's in our infusion or surgery center, um, you know, areas um, is just, is remarkable. Um, just remarkable. Oh, I know. It's, it's fabulous. I,
0: I, and I am, I, you know, I've never been, so I'm very pleased with all those folks and kind of how they've contributed and the skill set, you know, when you think about it, the skill required to just run those high quality operations is just really, I mean, the, just the pharmacists we're able to recruit is really a testament to just the people and just what they've been able uh, to do. And so you've done a great job of really describing everything that that we do. And, and so, so so, what does the future hold for, for ambulatory pharmacy services from your lens?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, for, first I think there's, i um, maybe just take, take a, a high level answer sure, to that question, sure. is ambulatory care is the growth of ambulatory just in healthcare care is just, you know, going to continue to explode. And, yeah. you know, obviously I'm biased. I'm so, um, you know, so fortunate to be in this space because it's so dynamic and so ever changing. And I just love it. And, yeah. and I think from a pharmacist perspective, I think there's just so many opportunities in terms of ambulatory care uh, to continue to grow and change how we deliver care, um, you know, not just in these ambulatory facilities, but we didn't even, you know, really touch upon, you know, home care um, yet, you know, but... Um, I think that the talent level of of pharmacists that I have found is, I mean, their mind is just different than a lot of different other um, of of education backgrounds and people that I have worked for or hired. Um, I I think um, I'm so impressed um, by, you know, the pharmacist's intellect um, highly analytical. Just by nature, a pharmacist has to be um, so collaborative. Sure and, and comprehensive in their thought process, but also their relationship building, um, you know, skills and process. Pharmacists have the opportunity, I mean, you you could become any of the, uh, in any of the areas that I described and more, but, you know, the other thing that I have found with pharmacists is they, they are, they make excellent leaders as well. And I think as ambulatory continues to grow, if someone wants to take more of a management approach to their career, I think they have all of the, you know, foundational skills necessary to be highly successful in a field of management and in a field of, I mean, you know, obviously our past COO that is last day today, you know, pharmacist and, you know, he's an example of that, but, you know, that's certainly been my experience of of working with uh, the pharmacist. So I think, you know, that's one, certainly the management route. I think in terms of other opportunities, I do believe that we have continued growth and in, and in, um, including more pharmacists and um, other settings, mm-hmm. yeah. other services um, that you know maybe we've just started. You know that I mean I you know as an example, you know neurology is one. Just over in the last several years, have we actually started to embed? you know obviously the infusion part of of treating patients you know with different neurological conditions has been there for for several years but i think including clinical pharmacists in the neurology clinics and services is fairly is newer here at ohio state and i think there's you know not only that's just one example but there's other specialties that i think we've probably have just really scratched the surface in terms of opportunities to really you know, grow our, our clinical pharmacists.
0: Yeah, it's, it really is amazing, uh, again, the trajectory. And again, we always appreciate your support, Dan. So what I'm hearing from you in terms of sort of what leaders, what pharma folks, folks graduated, folks on this podcast are all in pharmacy leadership programs. So what I think the folks need to hear from Dan on this podcast is that uh, obviously the sort of the general competency around how to run an area, then relationship building and then analytics are really, kind of the three things that I'm hearing in terms of being successful in this space, then also being visionary in terms of how, how can we then expand roles in ambulatory to best meet the needs of the, of the health system and to best meet the sort of whatever metrics are defined by a health system uh, as well. Do you, do you see um, any threats to the ambulatory space that uh, pharmacy might need to be aware of?
1: yeah I mean, I think there's just threats just in, in ambulatory in nature that I think um has uh impacts you know on all of um our um different areas uh that that touch you know uh, ambulatory but you know, everybody is, you know, even major retailers are, are, you know, trying to get a piece of ambulatory care and kind of trying to cut out different oh, yeah. you know, men, you know, of, 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 in, of this process and, um, you know, trying to get direct to the consumer. And um, so I, I think, you know, we're going to be dealing and in, in how do we create um, you know, stickiness, if you will, um, you know with the consumers and make ourselves so um, convenient and accessible and cost effective um, that we can compete in that space you know c- c- compete very big players um, you know the you know the Amazons and the Googles and the Walmarts and things like that that are known for you know, innovation and getting to the consumers and, and, um, and you know, they have, you know, scale as well. And, and uh, so I think, you know, where, where we just have to be very, you know, open-minded is, and like I said, that why it's so important as one of the goal areas of ambulatory, still in partnerships, not, not be afraid to, um, you know, engage into partnerships. Um, with with different people in the space, you know, whether it's in the retail space, you know, whether it's in the technology space, um, you know, that can make us better um, if it's not in our core competencies, you know, always looking for opportunities, um, you know, to create a more holistic, you know, team and, and partners where we can fill some of these care gaps and, you know, we still have a ways to go. The medical centers recently an announced several partnerships. You know that where I think we had significant gaps in care, um, home care. Um, you know, um, you know, kind of, you know, pre-acute or post-acute care, um, space. You know, we've signed a partnership with you know, um, Lavango for you know um, improvement of you know diabetes care. You know, you know, virtually and. You know, so there's there's a lot of other opportunities in that space that uh, I think we can continue to, you know, thwart some of those uh, those threats. But I do believe that um, the pharmacy profession, you know, is really poised for significant growth. And again, I I certainly look forward to the opportunity to yeah. have many more pharmacists as ambulatory continues
0: to grow. That's excellent. That's awesome. So. As a sort of a last question, um, so what, what advice do you have? We have on this podcast, we have trainees, residents that that are listening. Well, what advice do you have for them as they start their career?
1: I would say, you know, you know when I when I started this podcast, I kind of described. I mean, you, you know, the different areas I was in. I mean, it's like it didn't seem like I had a focus. You know, when I was going through. Uh, My career starting as a nursing administrator being in quality and operations improvement, then worked in information technology, worked in strategic planning, been in operations now. But, you know, it's interesting how you look back on it and say all of it fits, you know, all of it fits. And then even back up further than that, I worked in construction in high school and college, both residential and commercial construction. So the amount of building that's going on in terms of you know, site selection and design and then construction, even though I project managers, construction managers, et cetera, being, having, being knowledgeable in that space is so valuable. So I would just tell you, um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to really get involved in a variety of different areas, you know, really explore a, a lot of, you know, different areas, you know, don't, you know, don't, uh, say, no, I'm not, I'm not encouraging you to, you know, job, you know, jump, but I am in terms of the profession of just in terms of getting experience in different areas, because, you know, my experience in these areas have just really broadened and shaped my perspective and my respect For a variety of different areas, you know, like I said, in information technology, my value of quality and, you know, in operations and my value of, of people that are, are, you know, as we sit here, talk here today, are building our New Albany, our outpatient care, New Albany Center. I just have a great appreciation and, and perspective. So, I, I, uh, I hope, you know, you take the opportunities, um, to really learn, be extraordinarily inquisitive, get as, as much, um, experience as you can, you know, um, through the journey. And, uh, yeah, I, wow. I, I, that, that would be, you know, one of my you know biggest, uh, pieces of advice and, and be grateful. I mean, be grateful. I, I am so grateful for the role that I have, um, for the roles that I I've had at Ohio State in the last 20 years. And um, and I, it's, just a, it's just a privilege.
0: We are grateful for you, Dan. And we are grateful for your leadership and your support of our department. And with that, uh, Dan Like, Executive Director of Ambulatory Services at Ohio State. It's been great to talk with you, Dan. And uh, have a great day, and go Buck. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Leadership Lessons in Health System Pharmacy. And if you found this interview helpful to your own professional development, please do us a favor and share the good news with your colleagues and leave us with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts each and every week.